Welcome to On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. I'm Catherine Sanders-Reach here with Heidi Alexander, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. Today we are recording from the Expo Hall floor at the ABA Tech Show 2020 in lovely and somewhat chilly Chicago, Illinois. So we have just returned from the Rebels Riot Luncheon, which honored the ABA legal rebels from the uh, journal picks and also the LTRC Women in Legal Tech. And we had a number of the honorees leading table talks, and so we grabbed a couple and ran down here to talk to them about what topics they chose and the conversations around them. And joining me now, I have a few of those folks. I have Matt Homan, Pegine Turner, Colin Lachance, and Sophia Lingos. So we're going to start first with Matt Homan. Matt, can you introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about what you do. So my name is Matt Homan. I'm the founder and CEO of Filament. Uh, we're a business that helps smart people think together better. Uh, this is, I think, tech show number 20-ish for me. So oh. I've been wow. to a lot of these. Wow. And I'm glad to be back. That beats me. All right, so here's your question. How do we train lawyers to be competent in technology, and how do we train law students? What do you think? Well, at our table when we had this discussion, I think where we really landed is that if you're worried about training lawyers to use technology, you're focused on the wrong problem. Lawyers should not need to know how to use technology by being trained. They should appreciate the value. So I think where it lands is really articulating the value of using legal technology. Uh, how it helps them serve their clients better, how it helps them do their work more effectively, and fundamentally how it helps them to be better lawyers. On the law student side, the challenges are similar, is that there's no one in law schools who's particularly adept at making the case that technology is part of how you practice law, other than Westlaw or Lexis or Fastcase or whatever the, whatever the case may be, no pun intended. And so it feels more like a thinking about the business model of law, thinking about how you do your best work, and technology is just an enabler of that. Uh, and if you want to be good at what you do, it should be part and parcel of how you think about your practice. Right. Well, thank you. Appreciate your perspective. Thanks so much. Fantastic. Thanks, Matt. And next up, Pegine Turner. And Pegine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me first. I am a legal technology consultant based in Raleigh, and I try and help integrate technology into attorneys' practices. I am also a uh, software developer on the side and uh, develop a product called My Firm Data, which integrates with Clio as a customer reporting tool. Excellent. So our question for you is, how can we better serve clients in rural areas that don't have physical access to an attorney? I'm in North Carolina, as Catherine, you are sometimes too. Yep. And I think that it's certainly true not only in North Carolina, but also all over the country that this is an issue where you have one attorney in a county and they're not serving everyone. And uh, at, at our table, we talked about the interesting role of law that law students can, can play in this, where can they use that third year of law school or as an internship or where they can be mentored by practicing attorneys, but they can actually be boots on the ground. And uh, something that uh, I thought was very very interesting because they want the experience and they want to be able to be helpful in that third year of law school. And I thought that was, I mean, my, as a, as a technology person, my first answer is 
let's use video chat. Let's get people out and let's get attorneys using technology. But I thought it was an interesting perspective that students want that, uh, want that feedback, want that experience. Great. So boots on the, the ground and send them out. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Colin, we're on to you. So Colin, Lachance, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Heidi. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. Uh, I work with a company called VLEX. VLEX is a global legal intelligence company. Uh, we provide uh, research services to clients uh, around the world, case law, statutes, th things like that. Basically, the, when the lawyers carry out their legal research, whether it's in Spain, Latin America, U.S. and Canada, VLEX is one of their primary sources. Uh, my role with VLEX is uh, broad accountability for market development in North America. Great. Fantastic. Um, so the, the question for you today is how can lawyers connect with people in a real, authentic and intimate way through the internet? That was a great topic. We had a really animated discussion at our table, in part around whether there's an inconsistency between authentic and intimate when you're talking about communicating through the internet. Uh, there's lots of opportunities for lawyers to be their authentic self and to attract uh, allies as well as potential clients by being that authentic person. But it doesn't necessarily translate to being intimate. There's that element of how far can you go in a medium that is potentially broadcast as opposed to two-way interactive, is remote as opposed to in-person. But in terms of the opportunities to be authentic and either to build a practice or build a, a, a supporting network uh, community uh, around you, plenty of opportunities. We explore different examples of how lawyers may do that through things like podcasting, through things like sharing their interests or going deep into particular areas uh, just because they enjoy sharing the knowledge and working with like-minded people and how that can not only translate to their, uh, their relationships with their peers, but how it can serve as a bit of a magnet to the potential clients. And the last thing we, we picked up on that was this idea of storytelling. One of the biggest challenges that lawyers communicating through the internet have is that they don't understand the purpose of the internet. They assume it's a billboard. Some, some of them assume it's a billboard where I put up my, my CV, I tell everybody what school I went to 25 years ago and presume that that's useful when it's really not. So there's a lot of cues to be taken from other industries that to use the internet, whether it's your web presence, Twitter, LinkedIn, as a way of sharing stories. Well, those are some great examples. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Colin. And then next we have Sophia Lingos. And Sophia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Sophia Lingos. I'm the managing attorney of Trident Legal. We represent small businesses and startups. We're based in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm also a law professor at Northeastern where I teach law practice management and access to justice. Great. So we have a question for you. How can we move away from the traditional billable hour and towards alternative billing arrangements such as value-based billing? So we had a great table this afternoon because all lawyers who all build differently. So we were able to think about how that it's affecting their clients. We actually do employ the value-based billing and the way that we made the transition was to understand exactly what it was that we were billing for. So I tell people to analyze your existing operations. You go through the process of unbundling and you say, here is what I'm delivering, but what are all the steps that get to what it is that the client really needs? And how much does each of those things cost? And what is the value to the client in performing each of those different steps? So you start with a formation of a company. Can the client do that? Give them the opportunity to try it on. I tell my clients all the time, how about obtaining your own EIN? And they say, I've just spent two hours with the IRS, I give up. 
Talk about value. All of a sudden they understand the value in paying for what your services are. From the beginning of our representation, we actually do have clients pay for representation because we want them to understand the difference between we're delivering information. And so if we spend an hour having a free call with them and just saying, oh, absolutely, they don't understand. So it's about teaching them that time isn't free because the value, the product, the service that we're providing is a lot of times that phone call. And so I think it's a lot about educating the client as well and moving through the different steps and services. And that's what we found at our table as we went through our discussion is in any practice area, we had a patent attorney, we had a personal injury attorney um, who's doing contingency fees, but really getting them to understand what is our product, what is our service, what are they paying for, and what is it that they're not able to do on their own because that's why they're coming to us. They're coming to us today that they're no longer allowed to do an aspect of, of the project. So by giving them and empowering them to maybe take on a little bit of it, if that's how makes the most sense to them, then they're going to understand what's associated with that fee as we move forwards in representation. Great. Thank you. All right, well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road today for this episode. So I would like to thank Matt Homan, Peggy Turner, Colin Lachance, and Sophia Lingos. Thank you for joining us today. And although we'll have to Google Matt Homan <laughs> to find him, how could we find the rest of you? So you can find me at Sophia Lingos ESQ on Twitter via email at sophia.lingos at trident.legal, and that's Sophia with an F. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Peggy Turner or through email at pturner at legalcloudtechnology.com. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Colin Lachance or clachance at vlex.com. Great. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. I am Heidi Alexander with Catherine Sanders Reach. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.